Y'all know how much I love my dogs, but they eat so much food. Thank God I have found them Sundays. What in the world is Sundays? Well, Sundays is an air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. What's that mean? That means if I had to, I could actually eat this stuff. Sundays was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian. Listen, it contains 90% meat and 10% vegetables. And here's the good stuff, 0% synthetic nutrients. Sundays is convenient. So unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. Every order ships right to your door, so you'll never have to worry about running out of dog food again. And it's also super affordable. It costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages. This is what I want to let you know. You get 35% off your first order. We worked out that special deal for our dog-loving human hope listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash human hope or use code human hope at checkout that is s-u-n-d-a-y-s-f-o-r-d-o-g-s dot com forward slash human hope upgrade your pup to sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog it is thursday may 10th 2023 Episode 108 of the Human Hope Podcast. What you gonna do when the hope comes for you? Hey, what is going on, Human Hope Familia? Welcome to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Archibald Cabello. Can y'all say it? Hey, hey. I... I'm feeling it today. I'm feeling it, not only because Dr. Delight is feeling it behind us, but I'm feeling it because we got a conversation today that uh, may may change your life. Whoa. Big promises. As we fade out, Dr. Delight. Not only big promises, because it, it may not even just change your life, it may change a stranger's life around you. Where are we going with this, Carlos? Where are we going with this, Carlitos? We are going, and I'm glad we started with that Dr. Delight music because in in spite of the heaviness that this guest has gone through, is going through, and will continue to go through, there is a joy inside of her that it actually is a little bit addicting like I, I can't get enough of it because like beneath the, yeah, beneath the trauma, there literally is joy. And I have gotten to know this week's guest over the last month, a little over a month, last six weeks and tragedy and trauma brought us together. And I think unification of purpose is keeping us together. We will get into that in just a second into this conversation that quite literally may be the most important conversation that you listen to uh, this year, because it's going to give us, it's going to give you language, I believe, and empathy mixed together that can move us towards change. Yeah. I do want to say before we hop into this conversation with my friend Becky, that I uploaded a video on Instagram it was a reel. I, like, I don't understand TikTok. So like I just do reels, but I got all these people that are like, you should put that on TikTok. And I just never know. So whatever. We went to the Taylor Swift concert this weekend. And while we were waiting for, you know, the three hour rain delay, um, not delay, like, yeah, no, the concert didn't start because we were delayed. My daughters and my wife and myself were, oh my gosh, excuse me. I'm yawning. How unprofessional of a podcaster. I apologize for that. It is, it is midnight on Tuesday night when I'm recording this. So we, I decided, listen, I've been to every concert, Taylor Swift concert with my kids. Let's re-record a video that we did, that we recorded when they were six and eight. So we did that and we re-recorded it and I edited it to where you could see kind of both versions of myself and my daughters when they were little and now when they're, 
young women. Anyway, so I uploaded it to Instagram, kind of went Instagram viral, which is, you know, it's, it's its thing. I like Instagram because it's my people seeing the video. It, it ain't other people. And so it's fun. It's fun to see people's reactions. But then I uploaded TikTok and TikTok's just strangers, right? I need to let you know, 2.3 million views the last 24 hours. And I just got notification that Taylor Swift herself watched and liked the video. That's pretty cool. Tay Tay, we love you here in the Whitaker house. Thanks for honestly everything. All the car rides when my, when my girls were little. All the Taylor that they were banging to. It was amazing. Okay, so that's all with that. Now, <laughs> let's get into um, the conversation that I'm going to ask everybody to treat this with reverence, to treat it with respect, to treat it as you would care literally for a butterfly. Like if you, if you, if you found a wounded butterfly on the ground, like how you would care for it. Because that's, that's the kind of care I want to take of this conversation with Becky. Becky Hansen is, she's an entrepreneur. She is an executive at Nisolo. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, Becky. I apologize. Where they, they basically are, it's, it's a company where it's like sustainable creation of shoes. It's really cool. So it's like design, function, comfort. She's an executive over at the shoe company. But what she is, is she's a, she's a mom of a kindergartner and a fourth grader who attend Covenant School. And she came on the podcast the week before I raised the money and just gave us like a two-minute, how are you doing and what do you need? And today, I've invited her back on because she's been doing the work. She's been placed in a, in a situation that she never wanted to be in. But now as... Her children are traumatized and she is living in the reality of gun violence, the, tra- the traumatic effect of gun violence in children in America. She is co-leading with a, a bunch of other people this movement of bipartisan, common sense gun reform here in Tennessee. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to spill out to the country. So this is what we're going to do today. I'm going to ask you just to, to listen to understand to empathize, to be curious, and to give the utmost respect to the fact that Becca shares, can I call you Becca, Becky? (laughs) You know, when you just accelerate the friendship farther than maybe they want it to be, (laughs) Becky shares some very intimate details of the morning of the shooting, of what she was doing, and the whole process from when she, before she knew, when she found out, going to pick her kids up, all the things, the terror, the pain, which has led to purpose. Becky, I am proud to know you. We honor your family. We honor your story. And I'm overwhelmed with gratitude that you would share this with the Human Hope listeners. Human Hope, please welcome our friend, Becky Hansen. Okay, Human Hope Familia, I've got the one and only Becky in front of me. Have you ever been referred to as the one and only Becky? Never in my whole life. Can I tell you that I don't know another Becky? Really? Is that shocking to you? That is shocking. How many Beckys do you know? I know a lot of Beckys. Really? I mean, as a child of the early 80s, I feel like Becky, Aaron, Sarah, Kristen, you know, there's a lot of us. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're the only Becky that is actually in my life currently. Wow. So thank you, Becky. I'm privileged. Yeah, you are. I feel very privileged. You you, you should feel privileged. (laughs) And you honestly hopped into my life. That sounds so deep. Hopped into my life. And it is actually kind of because you were you were brave enough to um, send me a voice message when I uh, right after the shooting happened and I just was looking for Insta Familia uh, that was somehow connected and wanted to know what and what what the parents needed. So Phil Shea and yourself mm-hmm. um, and a couple other parents reached out to me and I asked you two questions um, that day. I think it was the day that, maybe the day after. I don't remember. Uh, That whole week is a blur. Yeah. I asked you two questions, and these are the questions. 
I, I literally said, um, what do you need and how are you? Mm-hmm. Those were the two questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that as our foundation of when we first met, um, I think I remember you said, I need um, people to listen. People to listen. That's what you said. Um, and, and then you talked a little bit about wanting your kids to have some normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are you? You said, oh, I mean, you, you were, uh, well, you left me two voice, voice messages. The first one, uh, you, told, you told me the, the truth of, of how you were, but then the second one that I didn't play, I could hear how you were. Mm-hmm. And um, that just accelerated kind of my heart towards, towards you. And so let me ask you this question just to start. I didn't know we were going to start here, but we're going to start here. How are you, Vecchi, and what do you need? I'm doing okay Mm -hmm. today, right now, in this Mm. moment. My definition of my response to how are you has changed a lot over the last month. I used to think about it in this, like, really global sense, and right now I think about it much more, like, in this moment right now, how am I? Yeah. And I have to do that right now because, and I shared this a month ago, Mm -hmm. and it's still true, how I am in each moment changes pretty, it can move pretty quickly. Really? Yeah. I mean, there are moments they shared with us um, in one of our parenting and trauma classes. Last Thursday, actually, I wasn't able to attend, but Uh they sent slides afterwards. And they showed us this chart of how trauma, the emotions of trauma after the fact. And there's actually this huge upswing after an incident towards emotional highs that they call heroic and so those highs would would be considered good highs. Good highs, good highs. And then, and this is like years of data. Yeah. And then it drops off this huge cliff where you go down lows. And of course, there's like oscillations along the way. But sure. I, I definitely feel myself, and it was funny to see it on that slide because I feel it. I'm like, how am I both so exhausted mm-hmm. and so energized? Yeah. And I saw it very in black and white on this slide of like, oh, I'm in the her- heroic phase wow. of like, there's a lot of community. There's a lot of support. Yeah. There's a lot of movement. There's yep. a lot of positivity, a lot of love. Yeah. And that from the community, all of that support is like lifting me into sure. this really emotional high that is difficult to like feel and comprehend yeah. alongside the juxtaposition of like, I was crying my eyes out driving here mm-hmm. because I really miss KK, yeah. Catherine. Yeah. And so that's why, for me, how am I is, like, very much in this moment. Yeah. So on the drive here, if I would have asked you that, it's a different, literally a different answer. Different answer. Than 10 minutes later sitting on the sofa. Different answer, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was really sad on the drive here. I really miss my friend. Yeah. What do you miss about Catherine? Oh, man. I keep saying I have a KK-sized hole in my heart. And just for the listener. KK uh, Catherine. Dr. Catherine Kuntz had a school... Um, lost her that day. We keep saying the word lost, and yeah. I found myself thinking about that word mm-hmm. a lot and whether or not she would want us to use that word mm, or wow. whether or not she would want us to speak truth. Yeah. Catherine was murdered yeah. that day. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. And I'm struggling with that word. Mm. Um, it's al- It's almost a word for us as opposed to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Catherine, you know, anyone who knew KK... When I say I have a Catherine-sized hole in my heart or a KK-sized hole in my heart, that's a big old hole. (laughs) (laughs) She was um, small in stature, but very big in Mm. personality, in love, in compassion, in certainty, in wisdom, in... She just, you know, you could see her coming a mile away and you could feel her, you know, way before she... What what does that mean? What does that look like? So, so she... So you go to school for something and she rounds the corner. What's happening? She just... Is it, is it her face? Is it... It's, it's so hard to explain. It's so hard to explain. It's not necessarily just her face. I mean, when she looked at you, she really looked at you Uh, and it was like, you know that she knows all the things that she doesn't, (laughs) you don't want anybody to know. (laughs) And she's going to talk to you about them. Oh, wow. Catherine was always the one who... She will tell you the things that you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. Yeah, yeah. And then she will follow up with compassion and kindness and love and say, hey, I know that was difficult. How are you? I want you to know that I love you and I'm here with you and for you. 
Wow. And, you know, one of the things very selfishly that I miss so much about her is like she gave me this certainty mm. in parenting and this wisdom where it was like, if I ever had questions about what my kids needed, what I should be doing, yeah. if I was wrestling with something, KK knew the answers. She, she always knew the answers. Yeah. And so, again, very selfishly, I'm like, well, what do I do now? Wow. What do I do now? Where do I go yeah. now? You know? Um, and also, I just miss loving on her. She she didn't let me love on her that much. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because I, I think I needed Catherine a lot more than she needed me. Sure. But she had she was struggling with symptoms of long covid mm. um over the last year in particular yeah. and i was able to bring her a meal and some flowers one day and and we talked about how she was feeling and yeah. she she got vulnerable with me for really the first time ever this was just a few months ago and it was huh. something i'll cherish forever yeah you know i hear I've, a couple people that i know who've known her i didn't know her it 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 sounds like everybody was like, oh no, she like I was the most important person in her life. Like she made everybody feel that way. Everybody feel that way. Mind blowing. Everybody feel that way. I don't know how she did that. Yeah. It was one of those great mysteries of God. And actually, her daughter spoke really beautifully. Several members of her family and friends spoke yeah. really beautifully at her funeral. But one of the things that Anna said is like, she had her quiet time every morning with the Lord and. That was where she got her energy from. There's just no other explanation for it because wow. she was just, she was magical. Yeah. What do you need? Who? And we can talk about yeah. right now. We can talk about in general. You know, I think my healing journey has been, it's been unfolding in front of me in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I'm a planner. I'm like a very... Enneagram 8 type A, oh, like really? okay. everything, you know, planned really far in advance yeah. and scheduled. And that has, I've realized I've had to look in the mirror the last month or so in particular in a really tough way and realize that that has robbed me from being present mm. and enjoying my life yeah. in ways that I didn't understand. So I've cleared the calendar. Now you have friends that are like, hey, can you record a podcast tomorrow morning at 830? And I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> sure. I'll be there. <laughs> And, and I just, I want to applaud to Enneagram 8 who's sitting in front of me, just having this magic moment in life. <laughs> it's really amazing. Um, yeah. So I don't know what I need. You know, mm. I think more of this, more of just like, yeah. I'm reading your book. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, yes. You, you sent me that the other day and it always half stresses me out and I get half excited about like friends that are reading my words because those are like. It's like intimate, like you're, you know. Oh, yeah. I feel like I know you on a whole new level. Yeah. And you don't necessarily know me on that level yet. We'll get there. Can you please bring, write me a book? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll share some like, yes. you know. Yes. Yes. So, so more of this, more, more. More just like just being with humans. Yeah. And just sitting and enjoying life. You know, I think yeah. I've, you know, my life, we've, we've all got our, our paths, right, that yeah. are complex and as part of my past in various times, I had depression and kind of existential crises and things like that. Yeah. And I learned a long time ago, like, okay, yeah, there isn't really a point, right? Yeah. Except for just in loving people and enjoying it. And yeah. so that's what I feel like I need yeah. right now is a lot of just like loving people, yeah. being with people, enjoying it. Yeah. I also have really been channeling my healing into gun safety. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of misinformation that's out there, mm -hmm. and it's been really helpful for me to learn a little bit about the facts and yeah. also try and have conversations with folks yeah. on that topic. And and that, you would say that's actually a part of your healing. It is. Yeah. For me, I feel like I need to do something. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it has to mean something. Yeah. It can't. I've said this several times, like we have now etched into our skin this mm. survivor badge mm. that we didn't want and yeah. that no one deserves and it's there yeah and i i need it to mean something i yeah. need to do something positive with that i need to at least try i need to show my kids who are being honestly braver than i am by sure. just showing up to school every day mm -hmm. which is a scary place for them it's yeah. you know it's not a safe place for them anymore wow and so i need to be brave for my kids and I'm putting myself out there a yeah. lot in ways that are uncomfortable for me so that I can walk the walk with my kids 
in bravery. In essence, what I'm hearing, something I'm hearing you say is you need, when I ask you what do you need, and, and I hear your answer, you need people to know a few things, that there is a now survivor etched in your DNA, mm-hmm. trauma etched in you. That I mean, how, how far are we now? We're five, six weeks? Yeah, five weeks yesterday. Five weeks yesterday. And that you are, you are currently still moment by moment dealing with what happened that day. Oh, absolutely. And that's going to continue for a long time. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know. Tell us about that. So this grieving process, the healing process for us is going to be lifelong. Yeah. And what I've learned in the last week is that it will be acute in the way that it is now for the next probably 18 months to two years. Wow. But that we are forever changed because of March 27th. Wow. Um, I mean, my son son now sleeps on a mattress on the floor next to my bed. How old is he? What grade is he in? He's in pre-K. Pre-K. He will be six in a couple of months. Had slept in his own bed fine since he was six weeks old. Wow. And he sleeps next to us on the floor every night because that's what he needs. And I don't know when that will stop. And that's okay. There's no timeline to any of this. And I think, you know, a lot of people want there to be a timeline of like, this is when it's going to get better. Yeah. It's not how humans work. (laughs) It's it's not, you know, it's going to be different for every every family, right? Every. Every six-year-old, every five-year-old, every mom, because of March 27th, changed you forever. May is Mental Health Month, and we all know how important mental health support can be. Although it can be hard to fathom what people have faced while living through or fleeing from armed conflict. The people Tutapona serves have experienced severe effects related to war, violence, and adversity, often having experienced or witnessed mass murder, genocide, gang rape, and so much more. Tutapona facilitates emotional healing through group-based mental health programs and one-on-one support to people fleeing the world's most brutal wars and conflicts. This is amazing. So listen, over 60,000 men, women, and children have been through these programs and they've gotten hope and hope changes everything. It's estimated that our world will hit a grim milestone this year, 117 million people displaced. It's a number that's hard to comprehend, but that's why Tutapona exists. They get to address the effects that conflict and displacement have had on so many people. So this year is their 15th year of operations, and by the end of 2023, more than 60,000 people will have graduated from one of Tutapona's programs. Giving $15 per month for 15 months is enough to put three adults or children who have lived through armed conflict through one of Tutapona's mental health programs. With more than a 50% reduction in trauma symptoms, people are finding hope, and y'all know hope changes everything. That is three people like you and me and all of us. So let's make mental health programming accessible to everyone everywhere. In honor of Tutapona's 15th year of operations, why not give 15? Just visit www.tutapona.com slash give 15. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, I am in a season of my life where I have so much freaking happening to me. I've got my daughter who decided to get engaged, round of applause for her, but that's kind of stressing me out. I've got my parents who are getting older and I've got to take care of them. Then I have my own marriage and my career and all of this stuff piling on top of each other. You know what I need more than anything? Somebody to talk to. It's so easy to get caught up with what everyone else needs and forget to take time for yourself. But therapy can give you the tools to find a more balanced life. And you can keep supporting other people if you are supporting yourself. I've been talking to my therapist, Al, weekly for the last few weeks because of the life situation I find myself in. So this is what I want you to know. BetterHelp is an online therapy service. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash human hope today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash human hope. You know, when we became friends, I, whenever I become friends with somebody, I just, I just rewind on their Instagram pages, right? I'm just like flying back, looking at like all the beautiful Uh-oh. moments of your life. <laughs> what did I say in like 2018? That's not where this is going. That's not where this is going. It was great. No, your life was great. I, 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 had, a, I had a good time watching everything. But I want to go, I want to go back to your last post before. Mm-hmm. I think you'd come back from spring break, maybe. Spring break. Yes. Um, yep. Spring break. It's, it was, it's just a beautiful picture of, I mean, I have it right here, yeah. of you and your beautiful kids and the, the, the sun rays just blasting over your head. And actually, I, I actually loved what you wrote. And I, I think it's actually, I want to springboard off of this. Sure. You said, if I'm honest, I'm inflecting some, some uh, Beckiness in this. Okay. So just as I read this, if I'm honest, our spring break was kind of a mess. Nick and I both had work blowups. Alex got caught in a riptide, and everyone was just a little off, which, which is, okay, well, I guess, to stop right there, first of all. And I just love that, 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 like, this is normal for every human being, right? Like, we get these picture-perfect things on Instagram, but then this is, again, seven days before your world is going to explode. But if you're honest, and you're being honest with this, spring break, it was just kind of a mess. But in between... And whatever possible, we created moments of joy, connection, forgiveness, and love. There's a lot I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's what this whole gift of life is about. I mean, this is like a prophetic thing that you're writing here. This is actually amazing. And then, and then you, you wrote, keep your eyes on the horizon. Greatness and nearsightedness are incompatible. That was seven days before all of this happened. Talk to me about these words and what they mean now. Whew. I thought you told me that you you didn't do heavy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I was like, I, I literally yeah, was scrolling. Yeah, no, this and is I was, good. I have not gone back to this. This is Sorry, this is I kind of knew you probably hadn't, but then I was like, yeah. you're literally writing. I feel like you're writing to yourself without yeah. knowing that you're writing to yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah, w- gosh. I'm like goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Talk, talk to Becky on March 21st. Yeah. Man, life was really a lot simpler then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because the day, the night before, actually Nick and I sat down and we were like, man, things have just been good for a while. Mm. Wow. Just like good, like, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, what I hear in that and what I was trying to communicate in that is exactly what you're saying, right? Which is Instagram and social media in general can be this incredible highlight reel of like, everything is beautiful in my life. And I'm very aware of like toxic positivity and the whole concept of, I actually saw this recently, a friend posted this of like, our culture has moved towards being in positive mental health also means just being like happy all the time, sure, joyful all the time. And that's not it, you know? And at least for me, that's not it. Some of the the most beautiful moments have come from the difficulties, right? Yeah, like yeah. I've experienced some of the deepest joy from honoring some of the deepest sorrow. Yeah. And so I've been very intentional about trying to make my social media a place where it's like, yeah, I'm going to post this beautiful picture, but like, that's not the whole story. Sure. And it shouldn't yeah. be the whole story. And yeah, it is prophetic. And Man, I'm going to have to keep thinking yeah, about that yeah. because it lands, it, it does land though, that like, I've got to just kind of keep that quote, at the keep end. going. Yeah. Greatness and nearsightedness are incompatible. Yes. And that is not mine. No, I, well, you put it in yeah, quotes. I put it in you, quotes. You quotes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. make sure. I'm like, <laughs> uh, actually, um, what I want to tell you, Becky, is I wrote that in 2000. No, I'm just kidding. I get, I get it. Um, no, but, but yeah. I, that, that, that's so, it's so true. And, and I think about the nearsightedness that a lot of us are living in, honestly, just because like, we're just doing life. Like yeah. every day we're just yeah. doing it. We're waking up. We're, yeah. we're, and the, and the moments are very nearsighted for us. And it's not until something happens, like what happened a week after that, yeah, that you realize, whoa. Yeah. And suddenly you zoom out, right? Yeah. Oh, zoom way out. Yeah. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but uh, if you can just 
for even a few minutes, take us back to the day sure. and, and, and how it zoomed out for you. Talk to us about the nearsightedness of the morning and then just kind of about your day. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, normal Monday, get yeah. kids out the door, tired, don't want to go to school, et cetera, et cetera. I had a lot of work calls that Monday mm-hmm. morning, which is not typical for me on Mondays. I try to keep my Mondays a little bit more just like yeah. ease into the week, prioritize. Um, but I had a lot of external calls and, you know, my phone started blowing up, um, which is not uncommon. I'm on yeah. all these like mom threads that sure. just are like constantly <laughs> firing. So I ignored it because I was on a call with an external funder for my job okay. and, and I hung up the phone and my a colleague of mine, my boss actually was calling me. Yeah. And so I picked up the phone because it's not usual for him to like call me like right. that. Pick up the phone. I was like, hey, Jay, what's up? And he's like, I'm just calling to see how you are. I said, well, what do you mean? Huh. And he's like, there's an active shooter at Covenant. And I just felt my heart drop. And even now as I'm talking to you, like my heart, yeah. my heart is beating faster. Wow. Right now. Um, and I said, I think I said something to the effect of like, I got, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I ran into the next room. Nick and I both work from home okay. on Mondays and Fridays. He works from home permanently. And he, he hadn't, he didn't, he know, didn't know either. He was on a call with his boss too. And it was probably around like 1045, 1050. Okay. And of course, at that point, we didn't know a timeline, right? Sure. You don't know anything. We didn't know anything. All we knew was there was an active shooter at Covenant. So I just, I yelled into him. He was on a conference call. I said, there's an active shooter at Covenant. And he hung up the phone. We raced down the stairs. We live in this amazing neighborhood yeah. where we're, we have what I'm now calling the Nay family <laughs> because <laughs> there are like, you know, five houses and they're basically family members. Wow. And one of them was uh, Jessica uh-huh. had burst into my front door and she just said, I'm driving. So you didn't call her? No. She, she probably she, getting the news the same time you are. Exactly. Had run two houses down, wow. like ran into my front door and just said, I'm driving. And we sprinted back over to her house, got in the car. And I'm like trying to check my messages and I'm shaking and I can't breathe. And yeah. and I called I called my coach, actually, George, mm-hmm. who is how I found out about Covenant in the first place. He's yeah. got a granddaughter who goes there and he's he and I have been working together for years. And I just said, I, I, I need you. I need you. What do I do? And he said, right now we just pray. And I live out in West Nashville. It takes about 30 minutes to get to the school. It's like trying to keep up with messages. We were supposed to go to the firehouse, but then not the firehouse. We need to go to Woodmont Church. Sure, it's chaos. And just like complete chaos. And the emergency system at the school was down and just so many messages coming through. And so I just had to put the phone down. And honestly, I was hyperventilating, yeah. you know, hyperventilating and just crying. And I ended up, Nick was in the back seat and... I grabbed his hand and I just held his hand and I was just crying and I just had my my head between my legs and I just said I just said over and over again, please God let my kids be alive. Please God let my kids be alive. And it took us about probably twenty five minutes to wow. get to Woodmont. Jessica drove like an absolute crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> yeah. <laughs> Jessica. I was like, I was like, if you have tickets, I'll pay them. I don't care. Like <laughs> she understood the assignment. She understood the assignment. <laughs> Jessica is a hopping curves. Yeah. We're like, let's go. Yeah. And we got to Woodmont. But 25 minutes. 25 though. minutes. That's a long I mean that I'm I'm assuming that felt like 25 hours. Yeah. It was a long time. Yeah. And I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. I think I expected to be there and like the kids are there and I can like run to my sure. kids and yeah. That was not what happened. That's not what happened. It, you show up and it's like there's police and there's a SWAT team and there's helicopters and there's media showing up and and my kids are not there mm. and I still don't know. And so and that's now all I'm, you want is all I want is to know if my yeah. kids are safe. And as we're pulling in to the parking lot, I got a text message from our son's teacher, mm. the pre-K teacher, and it just said one word. It said safe. Mm, yeah. And I just lost it. <laughs> You know, um, just that my son was alive. And yeah, that was... At 11.14 a.m. 11.14 a.m. 45 minutes-ish. Yeah. And at that point, we still didn't know about Alex. We still didn't know about... um, She's my stepdaughter. But I 
we don't use that term yeah. in my family. Yeah. Um, we just call her. She's my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. I'm her. I'm her other mom. Because you have two kids at Covenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alex is is my daughter. I share yeah. um, parenting with her with her mom Elaine and my husband Nick. And and there was so many messages on the fourth grade thread. Yeah. That I couldn't get. I couldn't get confirmation that she was okay. Yeah. And of course I couldn't because sure. parents are not. That's not where everybody is at. And so we just sat in the church. And we just waited. And I think it was another probably 30 to 40 minutes before Sarah Ann, a mom who had been at the firehouse and had seen the kids, came up and she grabbed my hand and she said, I saw Alex. She's safe. And in that time, like, it's all, honestly, it's a blur. It's like there were volunteers handing out water and I just kept chugging water. (laughs) What else to do? I just kept drinking water. And... I was definitely like hyperventilating. I wasn't breathing. A chaplain came over at some point and prayed with me. Yeah. And another point, someone heard that their loved one was not okay. In the room with you? In the room with us, in the church. And I will never forget the sound of that scream. Wow. And then it was just silent. And I don't know who it was, Mm, but, you know, obviously now we know whose family, you know, Sure. The families um, yeah. that died that day. But, I mean, it was just literally, literally worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. Thank you for sharing that, first yeah. of all. That that gets, those moments, they get imprinted in your DNA. They get imprinted in who you are. And you get, let's call it, five days of news, really like national news coverage, and everyone's mm-hmm. talking about it, and you're like the center of literally the globe. Because everyone's talking about it from the BBC to, uh, and then slowly but surely, heads turn left, heads turn right. People go back. People have jobs. People go. Well, back and to there's work, other news know, cycles, right? Other there's... news cycle. There's other things. Yeah. But part of your healing has been, you, well, obviously, you you have to help your kids heal. Mm-hmm. And that that was really when I talked to you. You you were, you were probably the conversation that I had initially. Where I was like, okay, but what about what about your heart? What about the parents' heart? What right. about you know, how how soon were you able to talk to somebody to begin to process whether that be therapy, whether that be you know how how soon from that moment to when you started to get some help? Yeah, for me it was pretty quick, it which was, was good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I think I had my first therapy appointment within about two weeks. Okay, that was not true for everyone for sure. a variety of reasons. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I think the thing. Also, that has been really, I guess, interesting about this experience is just everyone's in such different places, you yeah. know. And we didn't attend a couple of the, you know, uh, several of the funerals. Sure. My kids just couldn't. They didn't want me to leave. Yeah. You know, Alex is really sad that she didn't go to Evie's and, and mm-hmm. Hallie's because they were friendly with her. Yeah. and But she just wasn't ready, sure. you know. And so for us— we got our kids into therapy really fast. You did? Yeah. So our kids were, had our first therapy appointments like almost a week to the day. And ha- how has that been for them? Really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mostly about, again, like reprogramming uh-huh. kind of in this moment, I am safe and I am yeah. loved. Yeah. And relearning that because especially, I mean, for both of them, they both had such different experiences. That's the other thing too, is like uh-huh. every single child had such a different experience in that building. Uh-huh. And so that's why it's such a complicated mosaic of sure. who, who, healing. Which child had a more complicated experience? Alex was very close. Mm. She's in the fourth grade. She yeah. was very close to where everything happened Okay, and saw a couple of the bodies wow. when she was leaving the school. Yeah. So that has, that's tough. Yeah. That's really tough for a 10-year-old. Yeah. I mean, it's tough for anybody. Sure. So she was having panic attacks. She was. Within a couple of days. And that really prompted us to, yeah. you know, very quickly get her in therapy. And and it's helped. Um, yeah. But again, it's like, it's not going to heal overnight. No, th- yeah, this, this is this not going to heal overnight. I think people need to hear that. That this is, like you said, this is lifelong. Yeah. I mean, this is a place where they go every day. Uh-huh. With teachers, with this is a place that they're supposed to be safe. Yeah. And honestly, that like we had, it blows my mind. Nick and I had this conversation because we had an active shooter part of our orientation at school at the beginning of this year. And I had to step out. Really? Towards the end because it was, I just, it was so heavy for me. Yeah. And I just couldn't, 
handle <sighs> thinking that this was ever going to happen to our kids. Yeah. So, so they were prepared, Covenant. Super prepared. Yeah. And Nick and I were like, this is never going to happen to us. Sure. This is like such a sweet, precious, small school yeah. up on the hill. Nobody knows. And if you think about that for us as grownups, but especially as kids, it's yeah. it's created this whole question of like, am I safe anywhere? What is safe? What does safe even mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Someone do can I, say you're safe, but what does that even mean? Right, exactly. And like, do I need a, a police officer around me all the time to yeah. feel safe? Right. Do I need, you know, the doors locked? Are the doors locked even going to help? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, it's the reason why it's going to take, one of many reasons why it's going to take a very long time to yeah. heal is because their foundation mm. of security, love, safety in this world yeah. has been blown apart. Yeah. Quite literally. Quite literally. Thank God for Green Chef. Why? Well, because when my wife goes out of town, I need to open the freezer knowing that Green Chef is in there. No, not a human being that is green. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company, and it makes eating well so easy with plans to fit all y'all's lifestyles. If you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, all the things, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. And also their menu changes per the season. So in the spring season, they've got delicious, easy to follow recipes that support you that feel like you're eating straight from your garden. We love Green Chef in the Whitaker House, and I know that you guys are going to love Green Chef as well. All you've got to do is go to greenchef.com slash humanhope60 and use code humanhope60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash humanhope60 and use code humanhope60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I want you to do something. I want you to think about somebody who has changed your life for the better. Now, tell me this, how incredible would it be if your company, the one that you work for, could find more of those life-changing people right when you need them? If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So please don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills, when you can do it all with Indeed. I love this part. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Something I love about Indeed is that they do the hard hiring work for you, right? Sponsor a job and Indeed will match you with a quality candidate whose resume on Indeed fit your job description right when you post it. Like, in that moment, join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash human hope to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash human hope. Indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for sharing that. I feel it's so important for my listeners to understand that because, you know, suddenly things become, we get, people get opinionated about things uh, that quite literally have not affected them. Mm -hmm. And so when I have a friend like you that quite literally it has affected. I feel like like your voice and the other voices of the covenant community are now the experts on the fee, uh, unfortunately, but now the experts on this is who we trust. Mm -hmm. And so I've watched you uh, and it's been the most beautiful blossoming. Uh, again, I, we weren't friends before this, but I've watched you slowly but surely begin to speak out and begin to step into a space of sharing your Instagram. I mean, I have friends that are like, they follow you now and they did it before. And they're, they're, they're literally learning from you every time you post, whether it's something about gun safety or it's about just how you're processing it mm -hmm. week five. Mm -hmm. But where, where I see you and I'm proud of a lot of things about what you're doing, but, but really I'm proud of 
this Voices for a Safer Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what it's if that's specifically what it's called. That is Ooh, nicely good done, job, Carly. So I'm <laughs> pat myself on the back. And it's this this bipartisan mm-hmm. group of people that are wanting to see change mm-hmm. because. Not because this is just what you feel like needs to happen in America, but because it specifically affected you. Mm -hmm. So if we can take a hard right turn for the last few minutes of this conversation. And can you educate me as to, because I am, I'm, I'm one of the passionate before covenant. I just, you know, I just have an opinion, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times our opinions aren't based on research. They're not based on. Mm -hmm. So can you educate us on what Voices for Safer Tennessee or yourself and other covenant families, which of course there's various opinions even within covenant families, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what you feel can be some steps that can be taken so that Alex and your kids maybe can feel in some maybe 1% safer mm-hmm. when they go to school. What are some of the things that you feel like need to happen when it comes to common sense gun reform? Sure. Yeah, thanks for that question. Yeah. It is very confusing. Yeah. That is the one thing I've learned. It's like, it is difficult to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's part of why I've been trying to put it out there yeah. in a way that's digestible. And Because the other thing is there's a lot of misinformation. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So starting point. Yeah. Every town, which is an organization that was founded after Sandy Hook, has, okay. is a great place for research. Uh-huh. And they have 50 policies that are gun safety policies that they talk about. And what they do is they collect data on every state. What are the incidences of gun violence and what are the gun policies that are in place? And there is a direct correlation between the amount of gun policies you have in your state and the types of gun policies and the amount of gun violence you have. So the more policies you have, the less violence you have. Yeah. Tennessee is in the weak systems category okay. in every town. And so the other thing that I've learned that I'm a little embarrassed about, to be totally honest, no, it's okay. all of this is like local legislation. So while people get very, or I won't say people, well, I have been very active in like federal laws, presidential yeah. elections, yeah. things like that. This is all decided at the local level. Wow. So your state Senate, your state house is so the important. one who is making these laws. Yeah. So knowing who your state representative is, uh-huh. Voting in those local elections, understanding is like actually really critical. Wow. Um, so that's so good to hear. Yeah. Important. Yes. Yeah. Very important. And I think very easy to like opt out and not right. engage in local politics. But that said, so there are five gun policies that are kind of like if you are in the weak systems, if you are, if you don't have much, yeah. this is where you start. Tennessee has zero of those five policies. Zero of the five. Zero of the five. Okay. There are a lot of other states, there are, I think it's 19 states plus D.C. that have a lot of these, uh-huh. and including a couple of really conservative states. Okay. So Florida has several of these, Indiana has several of these. Okay. So we are behind a yeah. couple of our states in terms of um, gun safety legislation. Of those five, there are three that Voices is really focused on. Okay. First is background checks and closing background check loopholes. That one's pretty straightforward in my head because there are already background checks that are in place for the majority of gun sales. In Tennessee. In Tennessee. Uh That is already a law. However, you can, there's a loophole. Not all gun sales are subject to that background check. So you could could buy a gun in a different way Mm -hmm. and not have a background check done on you. Mm -hmm. And so if you are, know that you are going to fail a background check. Yep. You can find one of these other channels to get wow. a gun, and so all we're asking legal for, channels, le- legal channels, wow, to get a gun and without having to get the background check. So you okay. can, so that's all that we're saying is like, hey, yep. this is already a law. Let's uh-huh. just make sure it applies to 100 percent of sales uh-huh. instead of 78 percent of sales, which is what that sounds easy. To. That sounds like the easiest, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I would think so. Yeah. The second one, which again I would think is easy as. You know, someone who I don't personally own a gun, right. but uh, I have shotguns before. Yeah. I know a lot of responsible gun owners. Yeah. I have gun owners in my family. Safe storage. Okay. And that just means like not having it accessible to anyone. Right. Safe storage in your vehicle, safe storage in your home. So that, again, like, you know, anybody can't have access to your gun. It right. needs to be used responsibly. Yeah. That's another one that feels relatively easy. Yep. The one that is getting a lot of attention and misinformation is orders of protection. 
That's also called red flag laws. Red flag laws. Yep. ERPOs. The reason why it's getting a lot of attention is because there's a lot of misinformation out there uh-huh. about what it means to temporarily suspend access to a firearm. Uh-huh. And so it's it's really eliciting a lot of very emotional response uh, sure. from people who, you know, want the right to bear arms, Second Amendment, you're going to take away my guns. Right. That is not what this is. It's not. It's not what this is. What this is, is a temporary suspension. And again, like these laws haven't even been drafted yet. So there's a lot of ways you can draft these laws, right? So like Florida does it one way, Indiana does it another way. Like you can- Tennessee, we can can write it our way. Right, you can work out the details. Mm -hmm. But the concept of it is that basically law enforcement with evidence Uh and with a court order Uh can temporarily- and with due process, i.e. you get to make your case in court, okay. suspend your access to firearms if you are in an extreme risk situation. Okay. An extreme risk means you are a imminent threat to yourselves or others. Okay. And so it's not, I'm taking a regular dose of anti-anxiety medication or antidepressants. Right. It's not like my coworker did something that made me mad. And so I'm And I can make a phone them. call and they're going to take their guns. That is not how this works. Yeah. This would have prevented the Covenant School shooting. It would have. Yes. And I mean, this is my opinion. And based on the facts I know. Yeah. But the shooter's family came out and said the shooter should not have had access to these weapons. Uh But there is no process currently in Tennessee to suspend someone like that's firearms. Wow. Legally. And so this could have prevented this from happening. Wow. And those are three. Three. And Tennessee has zero. Zero. Of the five, I'm trying to, I'm learning from Becky here. Yeah. Of the five that are foundational. Yeah. Did you say something about 50? Yeah. There's 50 that every town recommends recommends measures. And if you look, there's, again, they do a really nice job on their website of like, the more of these you have, the less gun violence you have. Because it just, it's harder. It's it's more difficult to, and it doesn't mean that you don't have Second Amendment rights and you can't own guns and bear arms. And that's another important point here is that. Even the order of protection, which is in place in Florida, for example, has stood up to constitutionality checks in court. Wow. And wow. so it, you know, the courts in Florida have found that this is constitutional. Wow. Because of the way that it's drafted. And so it's not about, it, this is about preventing really extreme situations. Sure. And getting guns out of really dangerous hands. Yeah. And it's something. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's do something. Right. Because I think the other argument I've heard a lot, which I'm I'm on board and I commend Governor Lee for yeah. the school safety and fortifying schools. Yes. Co- and. 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 Covenant was very well protected. Yeah. And there were kids on the playground. Mm, there you go. There are multiple doors mm-hmm. to get in. There's just, even if you have an SRO in place, yeah. that is not going to solve 100%. And right. also, my husband actually beautifully said this in a meeting recently. That's about death mitigation. Mm. That's about slowing someone down once you're in the school. Sure, yeah. Our kids are traumatized because of the gunshots. Right. The sound. The sound. Yeah. Knowing that there is someone who is trying to yes. hurt them yes. in a space that is safe. Yeah. And not knowing whether or not they are going to be safe. So regardless of that, whether or not, I mean, this was a co- very real conversation we had in our house for several days while we were trying to piece together what happened because yeah. we didn't know, right? Like, oh, you, sure. get, you get your kids back in your arms and it's like, like Phoenix rises from the ashes. You feel the same way that you do the day they're born. Yeah. And yet you still have no idea what just happened. Well, yeah, because nobody's police reports aren't done. Nobody's telling you. So you're just, you're just learning from your kids. I learned from them what wow. they had experienced. And it took us days to find out whether or not what each kid was hearing was the good guys or the bad guys. That's the way that in okay. particular, my son Barrett has been talking about it is he's like, was that the, yeah. you know, the glass that broke by outside right. my classroom, was that the good guys or the bad guys? Right. And I, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what to tell him. Yeah. So it's just the act, the fact that this has occurred in this yeah. place, regardless of the number of deaths, which I firmly believe because of how prepared we were and mm-hmm. because of how quickly the Metro police acted absolutely was severely minimized like in a positive way like there should have been so it should have been so much worse and i say that absolutely with like a lot of sickness in my stomach yeah but it's it's about the fact that this happened Mm -hmm. at all at all and having bulletproof glass and you know fortified walls and training and barracuda bars and Uh sros like 
that helps. And yeah. we need all of that. Yeah. And also we need it to be harder for these extreme risk situations to happen. Because the school, I think they had barracuda bars. They did. But yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they were able to lock the doors and keep yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. Okay, all of, all of that. So, so first of all, how can people find out more information? Go to everytown.org. Everytown's a good... Um, uh -huh. Voices for Safer Tennessee. Voices for Safer Tennessee. Yeah, is a good one. Those are the two that I would recommend at this point. I would say... Don't watch the news. <laughs> don't watch the news. Uh, follow at Beck Bailey Hansen. Oh, yeah, or, you can you know, do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like you are giving a lot of yesterday you you bravely sat on your sofa and you put the camera to yourself and you started talking. I was oh my like, gosh, Look at was you go. so awkward when Barrett was about three years old. <laughs> he came up to me and he was like, Mommy. And I said, yeah, and he goes, you're awkward. Oh, <laughs> And it was like, I didn't even know he knew that word, right. but it's become a running joke in my house. And I'm like, when I was filming those videos yesterday, I was like, oh man, I am awkward. He is right. But you know yes. what? Here we are. We're just doing it. <laughs> no, you weren't awkward. <laughs> You're brave. And I was I was like, because you, you initially called it out in yourself. You're like, okay, this is really weird. I'm doing. And when you were saying that, I was like, uh, just again, FYI for those listening, you 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 kind of unpack these three uh, common sense legislations on on your on your page. You should yeah. put that in a highlight, by the way. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah, but, I'm learning social well, media. You, you're a freaking pro now. All that to say, you 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 admitted you're like, oh, this is weird, and I thought immediately. Oh my god, am I weird? Because this is what I do every day. I no, you're my... but you're like a Instagram professional. No. I'm just like some normal human that's no, like whatever. do people even want to see a video of me? That's weird. Like uh, but I also am this is where you can tell I'm a millennial and not Gen Z. Yes. Because I think for Gen Z, it's like, no, this is not like this is how we human. And right. I'm like, I'm like, really? This is how we human? Okay. But I also had to like sit in front of my computer and hear the terrible noise while my computer dialed uh, dialed up to the internet. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can the editor please just uh, put a 56K modem sound in, in this moment? Last thing. Last thing. There's, there, there's a lot of people uh, with a lot of strong opinions on this stuff. Mm hmm you, you do you feel you feel like this actually is achievable? Oh, that for people sure. can come together that vehemently disagree on a lot of things. You have hope. I do. And I think Part of that is I kind of have to, right? Um, so I just, I'll just yeah. name that. But part of it too is that I've gotten more messages in the last few days of people who are like, I'm conservative. Yeah. I own a gun. Yeah. I know that something's got to give. Yeah. And I want to learn more. Yeah. And again, I think if we can start, and in, in one of the meetings I had last week, I we were kind of starting off track, to sure. be totally honest. And so I interjected and I said, look, why don't we start where we agree instead yeah. of where we disagree? Yep. You have kids. Yeah. Do you want your kids to feel safe in school? Yeah. Hey, cool. Me too. I have kids. I want my kids to feel safe in school. Let's brainstorm yeah. some ways we can do that. Yeah. And let's talk about the mental health things. And let's talk about the school fortification things. And right. let's talk about the gun things. Like, we should put all of the things on the table. That's it. And just talk about it. And it's not like an attack or view or me or yeah. I think it... it you know, it's so easy to start where you're different, where you're yes. apart, where you're, you know, you just have different views, but yeah. we all have common ground. Yeah. And so I think if we can lean into that, you do such a beautiful job in your book of like, be human, start with love and compassion, yeah. start with, and start with yourself. Like you need to be open yourself to yeah. hearing different viewpoints. And that's where I felt myself change wow. really in a bold way in the last five weeks mm -hmm. is I'm not triggered anymore by yeah some of the the things that triggered me five weeks ago because I know that if I am, then I'm shutting down a really important conversation. Yeah. And so I need to be open to, yeah. to listening and yeah. hearing the other side. And that's the only way we're going to solve it together. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> I just want to say thank you. You landed that plane beautifully. And also just, uh, you're loved. And, mm, um, you. and you're, your voice is really important, and so thanks for sharing it with us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you yeah. for having me. It's You're so welcome. fun. And also, feels weird to say fun talking about something so heavy, but but it is. It's, it's, you know what's fun? What's fun is finding humanity again inside of the midst of the trauma that you're walking through every day. So, And it's okay to have fun. Thank you. That yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. welcome. Thank you, Becky. Uh for your bravery, your honesty, your courage, for sharing your family, sharing your story. I don't take this lightly. I'm grateful 
and we are all marked because of you. So what do we do? Well, I think we join and link arms with Becky. Voices, Voices for Safer Tennessee. That's Voices, the number four, Safer TN. Follow the movement there. Uh, make sure you go and um, follow Becky. Uh, let her know just how grateful you are. She is founded at B E C B A I L E Y Hansen, A H A N S E N. I follow her on Instagram. You can find her there. Proud of you, Becky. Proud to know you. Human Hope Fam, thank you. Thank you for, le- for allowing me to trust you with these conversations, to trust you with these stories. We've got work to do. We don't have all the answers, but we have a few steps. Call who you need to call. Make your voice heard. Let's change things. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>